Hey everybody, it's your host, I am Carly B here. Uh, thanks for hanging out with me today. I've decided that I want to discuss my most favorite topic of interest right now, um, and that is <clears throat> Jesus and the life of Jesus and my return to my original faith um, in God and in the Trinity, really. And um, as much as I have been not involved in Christianity or in any set religion for a very long time, the calling back feels like a return to home. And it's brought me back to my very articulate reading and interpretation of scripture. Um, for those of you that don't know, from birth to age 18, I was a devout Christian, um, but it was so much more than that. My soul very much believed and felt understood by the story of Jesus and the story of Christ. And I was just listening to a podcast about the book of Acts. And in the book of Acts um, is when the gifts of the Holy Spirit really become shown to the disciples in the ways that Jesus intended it to. And um, it just took me back to like my Bible quiz days and how I kind of felt being a teenager growing up, learning scripture so heavily and serving the Lord so heavily. And what I realized is that when it boils down to it, the reason that I believe um, Christianity has stayed so, I don't know, mainstream the way that it always has, regardless of controversy, because the church is run by people and people are fundamentally flawed. And if we weren't fundamentally flawed, there'd be no need for us to have a Messiah or a God in general. So I digress. But what I've realized is that um, the stories of Jesus's apostles after his death, a lot of them resemble the story of Jesus's life and sort of his trials when his disciples were put on trial. And, you know, it's not always a pretty picture or a nice story. Um, but it got me thinking about like, how far would you go for your friends? You know, we see these instances around the world, uh, like with the Black Lives Matter movement and living in America and seeing innocent people be gunned down every day. I mean, for Christ's sake, we have, we live in a country where school shootings are, are basically normalized. You know, it's like, basically, there are just some aspects of the daily lives of Americans. I'm not even talking about third world countries here. I'm talking about the daily lives of Americans that kind of look like what and resemble the energy that was before Christ came to die for our sins. I mean, so imagine that you're like in modern day now and you have no faith in anything. There was no Jesus yet or like whatever. And, but there was a God and the stories of the gods doing things have been t passed down to you as we all believe like in Santa Claus and the tooth fairy when we were kids and all that. Well, what if one day, like this is how I just see Jesus. You're like you're hanging with your friends and then like they bring this like friend from out of town and then all of a sudden your shitty world becomes brilliant and blown up and bright and there's faith restored because I mean in the Bible they were waiting for Jesus he was already prophesied and so then imagine you make this new friend right and this friend is just love and light beaming and the things that fall out of their mouths are just gospel and you see this person, you become friends with this person, and they are performing all of these acts of just wonder, but not wonder for themselves, wonders in the name of, of connecting the world and of healing 
the sick and the blind and the and the desolate and and I think in this age it's more the emotionally desolate and just dry and depressed and anxious and just imagine becoming friends with somebody and they're all about peace love and everything and you watch their life you watch their life and how it plays out and then you know one day they start telling you that they're going to be crucified because that's what God told them. And at this point, you believe everything that they say. They've already, you believed everything they said probably from the first time that you met them. And then they start, you know, the parables start to pick up and they flat out tell you like that they're going to like die because of their beliefs. Now, this is your friend. What most likely with common sense, what would we do? We would tell our friends, no way, that's not going to happen. Or we wouldn't want to believe it or we'd do everything to not believe it. But what if this friend was like, nah, this is how it has to be. Like, it's like, like, um, I feel like the way that Jesus's death was, was like the opposite of a bridezilla <laughs> because he knew that it just had to be that way. Um, regardless of what anybody else would say, like he, Jesus just knew it had to play out that way. And God knew that too. And yet still humans don't understand like the basis premise of unconditional love, at least not at this current moment in time that I'm experiencing. Um, but yeah, the way that I've just kind of came back to my faith is like seeing Jesus as how I would see my friend because during my psychosis, I had a lot of angelic encounters and the way that these angelic encounters played out was whether it be my psychosis or God lending a hand, it was like I was talking to like my friends that are close to my heart and that got me through, got me through the psychosis in one piece. I really believe got me through the, the up and the down in more than one piece. If anything, I came out better and stronger. And I think that's just because the story of Jesus has always been so relatable and understanding to me where I can kind of plop him into a role wherever I need him. If I want to, if I feel like I need to like talk to my brother, but I can't like, you know, praying and having that connection with Jesus, I just feel like I have somewhere to turn. Or if I just am feeling lonely, I've been finding myself reading my Bible and just reading stories of Jesus. And I laugh because I picture him saying like things to the Pharisees and people who are always asking him to like prove himself. Like I've felt that way for so long for my entire life. Like I've always been having to like prove that I'm good enough or smart enough or like talented enough. And just knowing that I don't have to do any of that and that Jesus never wanted me to have to do any of that. And even better, he died on a cross so that we wouldn't have to do any of that. That to me is the model that I want to follow. I mean, it seems kind of silly for me now thinking that I spent so much time away from this space and this place of understanding and like feeling like I understand the whole purpose of why we're all here and why I'm here specifically. I think I've always understood what the purpose of humanity, but it's really been hard for me to understand my purpose in humanity for the last decade or so. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I think the gospels are really beautiful for anybody to read. And I, like I said in a previous episode, I don't want to be labeled into a box of the person who like lost their mind or, like, the person who got sober. I didn't really have, like, any issues like that, though. But, like, 
I guess I am pretty sober. I smoke weed still. Um, but uh, I lost my train of thought because it wasn't important. Whatever I just said before about sobriety, not important. Um, yeah, it's just kind of crazy that I've been away from this space for so long. But now, like, the time apart, one of the ladies in my church referred to it as a sabbatical, and I thought it was really, really cute. Um, but for me, my childhood was very hectic and chaotic, and I know it's only through the comfort of Jesus that got me through a lot of really confusing stuff for a kid to go through. Um, I think for me, understanding the Trinity, having the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, it can be confusing, but for me, it makes sense. Um, and now, as an adult with a fully formed brain, it makes even more sense. I think I got confused as a young adult and a and a teenager, but now as like a fully grown adult with a full frontal cortex that's developed, I can say without a shadow of a doubt, I think the Trinity makes it flexible in a way, makes the faith flexible and makes it more um, available to people where it, you can understand, you know, the magic or the mystic, the mystique that still happens that people are afraid of. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And if you can't differentiate the work of the Holy Spirit and what you might think is the work of like the devil, then you need to not be even looking with that lens through anything. Because I believe that uh, you can fully discern when God's trying to get your attention and when he's not. <laughs> um, but with that said, um, I just want to leave everybody with just something to think about and kind of ask yourself, like, I, I'd love to know, like, if there are listeners who were raised, you know, Catholic or raised Protestant, evangelical, whatever it might be, like, I am so curious. I just see more, more and more people finding faith and coming back to faith that it makes me curious as to, like, do we all end up back here by the same thing? Like, what, what is it that's tying everybody together? Um, and, you know, just how the Word of God continues to increase, and people seem to just really be getting on board. Um, I think it's also, for me, I just feel like if I had to live another day without believing in something greater and bigger than me and a better purpose for humanity, I wouldn't be here anymore. I think I was mentally, that's where I was at, where it was just like, God, show me the magic or take me home. And I'm happy to say that I'm, I'm here. I'm home in my house house uh, on earth, not my heavenly home. And that's what I leave you with for real. Um, I'm Carly B. Thanks for hanging out with me. And um, if you're not someone who normally listens to like religious content, oh, I don't even like that word or anything like that. Um, extra thank you for listening to this because I hope that it at least gets you thinking and I planted a seed. <laughs>